Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the go-to podcast to navigate you towards breaking the odds in your life, family, and career. I'm an everyday woman who broke the odds by graduating college debt-free, helped my friends to successfully fund their education debt-free, and now have the honor of speaking and navigating students and families across the country towards funding their education debt-free as well. Think of this podcast as your weekly coffee rendezvous, where we chat about life, career, and how to create a lasting legacy. And let's face it, I'm just one person, so I'll be bringing on industry experts, professionals, and individuals to join us and share insight to help you and to help us get to the next level and continue to break the odds in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Let's Break the Odds podcast is brought to you by The Student Navigator, the go-to resource towards funding your education debt-free. With the online programs and tools that have helped students break the odds and fund their education debt-free, you now have a proven roadmap that you can utilize and implement right at home. Use promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save on the Funding College Debt-Free online bootcamp. That's promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save. Visit thestudentnavigator.com forward slash academy to get plugged in today. Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Break the Odds. Ever wish you could work remotely? Maybe working in a cubicle is not for you. Or maybe childcare is not in the budget. Or maybe you simply prefer the flexibility working from home brings. Well, you're in the right place because today's guest shares how to break the odds at work by revealing how to successfully negotiate working from home, even when no one at your job is working remotely. <laughs> yep, that's right. And our guest shares some work-life balance tips too. Joining us today is Maria Bentz. Maria Bentz is the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company that helps service-based businesses grow their revenue through profitable websites. Maria also hosts the top-rated Marketing Mindset Podcast, an audio show that focuses on marketing, business, and mindset. Maria's work has been recognized by iTunes as a top 200 business podcast, as well as by Voyage ATL, Fit Small Business, Content Marketing Institute, and more. She is now on a mission to help B2B businesses get creative with their own marketing strategies. Now, I've known Maria for years and actually appeared as a guest on her show, The Marketing Mindset Podcast, last year, which was so much fun. But most of all, she has a heart of gold and is someone who I have the pleasure of calling friend. Maria and I chatted for an entire hour here at Break the Odds, and during this conversation, we talked about everything from turning a side hustle into a full-time career, moving cross-country, mindset, how to hire a team, advice for young entrepreneurs, and more. But don't worry, you'll be seeing more of Maria in future episodes dedicated to the different topics we discussed in her interview. In fact, she premiered as a guest here on Break the Odds last week, where she shared her story of breaking the odds by turning her side hustle into a full-time career and hiring a growing team. And if you haven't tuned into that episode yet, I highly encourage you to do so because she literally shares with us exactly how she did it. 
And if you've listened to that episode, you may have noticed that she mentioned in her story that before starting her company, MBM Agency, she worked a job where she successfully negotiated to work remotely when no one else at her job was working from home. So we had to have Maria dive deeper and share how she did that and share some work-life balance tips too, which you can apply to your life, whether you are married and have a child like her or towards other responsibilities you may have. Here's more from our conversation. Let's dive in. Hi, hi. How are you doing, Maria? You look so pretty. I love your straight yes. hair and the bangs. I'm like, that looks cute. Thanks. So how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I got a workout in this morning, had a couple meetings. Um, now I'm this, which I'm so excited nice. for. <laughs> What about you? Nice. I'm just excited to to do this. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have the pleasure of calling you friend, and we've actually been on. We've done an interview together in the past, yes, actually, on, on your show. Yes, the Marketing Mindset Podcast. And I can't wait to kind of dive in. And because I know, um, you know, a lot of the viewers, you know, they might be business owners or um, creatives and would love to hear your insight when it comes to marketing and mindset. And so first off, just kind of just in your words, share with our audience, you know, more about MBM Agency and your show, the Marketing Mindset Podcast. Sure, sure. Yeah. So MBM Agency, I started it um, I started as a freelancer back in the day. I was working at as, as a market. I started at a event technology company working as a marketing admin, and then I moved into marketing management. And during that time, my friends' parents and some of my friends too were just asking me for marketing advice on how to grow their businesses. And I was like, huh. I can, <laughs> I can make money on this, you know? I've always been, I would say, like an entrepreneurial type. Um always trying to start various businesses when I was younger. But this, I was like, I think I'm onto something here. <laughs> because with marketing, so much of the strategies are the same. It's just the details of the company that you put in that are a little bit different. So I started as a freelancer. Um, it started growing and started growing. And then um, I used to live in California. And then my husband and I had made the decision to move to Georgia. And while moving to Georgia, I was still working with that event technology company and I negotiated to be able to work remotely. Um, no one else on the team was remote, but they were like, okay, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. And I was still kind of freelancing on the side, but it was not, you know, it wasn't any, like I wasn't making a full-time income at that point. Um, so we moved to Georgia and then four months in, um, they let me know that they're like, Hey, this remote thing isn't working out. And I was like, I was a little bit scared. We're in a brand new state, no family. Um, and I had to work at the time and I love working. I never really saw myself as being a stay at home mom. And so I made a decision. I was like, okay, well, it's either I find a job or I make this business work. And then I started going full force into it. And then within a few months, I was back to what I was making full time. And then we've just been growing since then. And then we did start as a marketing agency because I was a marketing manager. So we kind of, you know, did all the things, social media, email, websites, all the things. Um, but then over the last year and a half, I would say, we really started niching down to just focusing on websites. And that's been become our area of expertise. Awesome. So kind of dive in a little bit on, you said you were able to negotiate to be remote. And um, we're in currently in this era of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm sure a lot of people would 
prefer to possibly, you know, do remote if they can, how can you, or even just someone who maybe they just feel like working at home is a more flexible um, environment for them to work. What are some strategies to talk a little bit about that on how you were able to get that negotiation and be the only person at your job to, to yeah. work remotely? That is a great question. So I will say I did start off. Um, so I had my son Theo when I was still working there. And I did first start off negotiated working one day uh, from home. I lived in California, super expensive. I worked full time and it was hard to find affordable babysitting. So it was like uh, my husband worked nights. So he stayed a few days at home with Theo. My mom helped, my grandma helped. And there's one day that we just could not figure out <laughs> what to do with childcare. So I went to my boss and I asked him if that would be okay. And I presented all of my work you know, I forget which day it was, but you know, whatever day it was, I was like, this is what I typically do on this day. I'm going to send you an email in the morning to make sure that you know that I'm online. I'm going to work on this. And at the end of the day, I'm going to send you everything that I worked on. So you know that I'm not taking advantage of your time because I was scared. And I know he was like a stickler for making sure people were not taking advantage of your time. And I was on salary. So it was like, I'm not clocking in technically, you know, so I, I could have totally just been like, well, I'll be gagging, but I was not that type of person. So I like made really made sure to have him feel comfortable um, enough to, you know, like, okay, she is getting work done and she's going to send me deliverables at the end of the day. Ended up working great. Um, so I already had that kind of in my back pocket a little bit when I asked to go fully remote. Um, I did tell him we're moving to Georgia, but I was like, but I really want to work here. I love the company. I love the people. I loved what I did. And I kind of um, chatted about the same thing. In the beginning of every week, I'm going to send you kind of an overview of what I'm planning on working on and kind of the same thing every single day, just to like whatever I could to make sure that he knew I was doing my job and that I wasn't taking advantage of the time and that everything that I did in the office, I was going to even over deliver at home to make sure that everything was getting done. You said some key things there. First, you created value, right? Like you share you shared with your boss, like the value and what you bring to the table and how, you know, you working remotely can still achieve the same goals of the company. I think that's key, you know, for someone who's listening, you know, whenever it's any form of negotiation, being able to present some sort of value to the other mm -hmm. person that it's not just about you, you've got to share how is it, what's in it for them. So I think yeah. that's great how you did that. And then the other thing you said was key was you maintain communication, like you updated him and let him know and key things that, you know, the audience can take away is, you know, when you're in a negotiating, you know, whether it's even just your working environment in your case, you know, create value, um, not just for yourself, but what's in it for them. And then also maintain that communication and integrity in a way it's mm -hmm. a form of integrity. So I think that's great what you shared. So dive in a little bit. Here you are. You moved to a new state, like across the country. <laughs> you and here you are with Theo. How old was Theo at the time? If you don't mind me asking. Like, yeah, he, he was two. Two. He was two. So talk about that process of here you are moving. You're working one day a week for this for your your previous job. And then you've talked about how you then had you know have started MBM agency at some point. So kind of like connect the dots on. Like how, how was that process for you and that transition for you of moving and then starting your own agency while having, you know, a two-year-old yeah. and being married, like all of that, <laughs> you know, because being I know. a wife is, is a big thing too. Yeah, it was definitely a lot. So with the job when I moved over, so I was, I think I, for, I failed to mention, so I was with them full time. And then when we moved to Georgia, I did negotiate to do 
part-time, um, part-time hours. So I was working like about 20, 25 hours a week with them. And then I had maybe like two clients, but it wasn't anything major, um, on my own, but it was definitely a process. Like when I was still working with my marketing uh, company, um, from California, it was just like scheduling and routine was everything. Um, I would wake up in the morning before Theo, I would wake up at like 5am and he's a sleeper, especially coming from California, three hour time difference in California, he'd wake up at like seven. And then in uh, Georgia time, it'd be like 10. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to keep him on that schedule. So I'd wake up like five, um, get a few hours of work done. He'd wake up, we'd go out somewhere, you know, do something, have a play date, go to the park, whatever it may be to get his energy out, come home, um, have lunch. And then I'd let him play in his room and then I would get some more hours done. And then Nick would come home from work and then we put Theo to bed and then I'd work again in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes like during the weekend, if Nick didn't work, I'd take like half a Saturday to, to do that. And then when that job came and told me, they're like, Hey, this remote thing isn't working out. And I had to make that decision to go full time. I kind of kept the same schedule, I would say. And something for like, for me, it was like a lot of time blocking, like, okay, I'm taking these next three hours, focusing in on this task. Then I'm taking a break and playing with Theo. And then, you know, going back to work. So it was a lot of time blocking and just keeping the same routine, I think helped me um, manage it all in the end. Now I will say, well, before COVID happened, but last year um, during the fall time, Theo went to preschool and full-time preschool at that. So it was, that was really nice to just be like, okay, from eight to two 30, I'm working on my business. And then I go pick him up and, um, you know, and then we have mom and family time, but it's definitely a process. And a a lot of people are like, how are you running a business being a mom? Um, but you can do it if you get your mindset right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. You can make it happen. And it's not going to, it's, might be weird and some days are more stressful than others, but you can make it happen. Yeah. And I love that. You know, there's a quote that says like, if you think you can, or you can't, you're right. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can, you, you, we can make it happen. We're capable of, you know, breaking the odds and doing, yes. you know, making that happen. So I love that. So what would you say for someone who, you know, maybe they're not married and they, maybe they're a single parent, what tips would you have for them on how they can balance it by yourself? Yeah. I mean, that is definitely hard. I give it props to single parents. Um, I don't know how I would do it for sure, but I will give you some tips because Nick does work long hours sometimes. So a lot of the times he would be gone he um, during the day and I'd have to manage it that way. But so I would have like, you know, little things for Theo and I would have to kind of like switch them out. So maybe I'd, if he'd wake up in the morning and I'm still working, I would, I would have him pretend that he's working too. And he loves that. So I'd have his little laptop or I'd have like coloring for him, or I'd have, um, some sort of activity, you know, that he could do next to me. Um, and then when the days got warmer, we'd go out into the backyard, um, and I'd work on the back and he'd be like digging up in the dirt and the trucks. I like, let him get dirty. It's fine. As long as he's yeah. occupied. <laughs> um, and then we do have some neighbors that he'll play outside actually during COVID. That's been a lifesaver. A lot of the parents have already before COVID been working from home, but in a little cul-de-sac, like the kids will just play in our front yard or the neighbor's front yard and all the parents work from home. So like I'll work in the dining room, I'll see the big windows 
and I know they're watching from like the other side. So we're like mm. collectively watching the kids in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> um, so that's been helpful. And then, you know, just kind of working with your kids. If they're sleep, if they sleep in, work in the mornings. If they go to bed earlier, work in the evening. Sometimes, sometimes I did switch up my schedule from like working from 5 a.m. to, you know, sleeping in a little bit and then putting Theo to bed. He'd go to bed at like seven or eight and then I'd work from like 830 till two in the morning. So it just like work with your rhythm and work with your kid's schedule. And then also time blocking, you know, just work and you give them something to do. And then you take a break, you play with them. And then you go back work, give them something to do and then take a break and play with them. I like that. You know, one of the episodes that we have on the show, we talk about how instead of saying I have to, you get to. Mm. And so some parents, you know, they might feel like, oh, I have to. But really your child, even though it might seem like an inconvenience of having to work around, you know, your child's schedule, you know, I'm thinking for parents or single parents, you know, your child's watching and you get to be an indirect example, you know, mm-hmm. to your, ch- you know, to your child, you know, of seeing entrepreneurship or seeing their parents go after their dreams. And so I think, you know, if you, if we shift our mindset, knowing that your child's watching in a way it's, it's, you know, a positive too. Yeah. Know? And sometimes I'll have Theo on my lap as I'm doing a meeting, you know, um, my clients know him, they see him, they're like, hey, Theo. (laughs) Sometimes I'm working on a website, I'll sit him on my lap and I'd like tell him about the colors or the different things and he's into it. And then he's playing by himself. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a website. I'm like, what kind of website are you making? I'm like, I'm making a dinosaur website. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's great. You know, when I was a kid, and I think I had shared this before with you, but, you know, my parents, they had started their own business mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid. And I remember, you know, seeing them hire their first person and seeing them having those conversations. And my sister and I were supposed to be playing, you know, in the bedroom, but I would like yeah. crawl out and peep around the corner and kind of eavesdrop. And I was too young to really know what was happening. But those are images that, you know, I remember to this day. And I think subconsciously it must have made an impact towards me yeah. you know, being a business owner. So, yeah. So just for all the parents out there, just know that, you know, your children are watching. And even though it might not be easy working around their schedule or, you know, having to stop your day to, to go the carpool line, and pick them <laughs> up from school or what have you, or take them to practice when you feel like you could be working on your business. But they're watching you're being a great example so yeah is there any final takeaways that you have that any final messages that you want to share to the audience um before we close out today yeah just honestly anyone who is listening like if you have a business idea and you've been sitting on it and you feel so passionate about it like i truly believe that god put something on our heart for a reason and if you have that fire in your heart it's there for a reason like i don't think it's just you know a random little flame in there. I feel like God puts something on each of us for a specific reason. That's a part of our purpose. So don't sit on it, go out, take those steps, take that messy action and just do it Yes, <laughs> with the right mindset. <laughs> yes. The asterisk on the side with the right yes. mindset. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for being on the show and how can people find you and reach you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. So I feel like my platform of choice online is Instagram. You can find me at Maria Bentz and I spell it um, M-A-R-I-Y-A-B-N-T-Z. And the podcast, the Marketing Mindset Podcast, um, we put out episodes twice a week, every week. Um, And then from there, you can find our websites and all all of that fun stuff. 
Wow, wasn't that great insight? When sharing her story of working remotely at her job prior to starting her agency, Maria mentioned three things that I want to highlight. Number one, she created value. Maria not only created value for what she brought to the table, but also to the company's vision. Number two, she maintained communication. Maria regularly communicated with her boss throughout the day and week. And number three, she operated with a mindset of integrity and excellence. In fact, Maria said during her interview, whatever I could to make sure that he knew I was doing my job and that I wasn't taking advantage of the time, everything I did at the office, I was going to even over deliver at home to make sure everything was getting done. I love that. These three keys of creating value, maintaining communication, and living with the mindset of integrity and excellence can be applied to any dynamic, whether that is with a boss, like in Maria's case, or with your household, or with your teacher, or a significant other, any dynamic really. And with regards to work-life balance, Maria mentioned, which I thought was so valuable, that you can do it. If you get your mindset right and be like, I'm going to do it, you can make it happen. Some days may be more stressful than others, but you can make it happen. So good. You see, my friend, you have what it takes to break the odds. What was your biggest takeaway? How will you take action? We'd love to know. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag breaking the odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. If you'd like to connect with Maria, her information is posted as a part of this episode's show notes, which you can find on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. Until next time, let's continue to break the odds together. You've got this. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode. Cue the confetti. But the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it and click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Break the Odds community on social media. There we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you and you can also connect with others who are taking action towards breaking the odds in their lives. As always, you can catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time.